guys, I'm Alex. And I'm Leah. And we've decided to do our very first podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited, Alex, for this experience and working with you. So how are you doing today? I'm actually also excited, very much excited about this first podcast because like, um, I've never experienced and I really feel awkward like recording myself like, and <laughs> yeah. like, imagining myself like people listening to what I'm saying. You know what, you know what I mean? It's okay, don't yeah. worry. But before actually um, going into our podcast, I would just like to share something with you because like the other day, I mean, I was scrolling through the IG stories of my friends and then I saw um, a Filipino's chocolate bar. I was actually shocked when I saw it because like I was, I was like, did the brand person of the Filipino's brand check what Filipinos mean? Um, I felt offended because like in the IG story I saw, I figured out that the chocolate is brown and and it's actually white on the inside. I felt that the brand was actually being um, racist because like... Um, you serious? The, yeah, because like I feel like he or she, I mean the brand person is implying that Filipinos are actually brown. You know what I'm saying? I That's, mean, it's just yeah, offensive. It is offensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a coincidence, Alice. Uh, now that you have shared uh, your experience with us, I think we'll, we'll all have a better understanding of what podcast is going to be about. So today in this episode, we're going to be talking about public relation, marketing, and advertising companies that have either taken it too far or fallen too short uh, with their content when trying to reach their target market. And what is most important, uh, we're also going to be addressing how this topic relates to our research question. How does cross-cultural awareness among marketers help minimize the impact of cultural insensitivity in the products they advertise? In relation to that research question, I read an article of Abhijit Joy and um, Bart Machette um, entitled, it's actually a consumer marketing journal and their entry is entitled Sensitive Groups and Social Issues Are You Marketing Correct? Um, this, this article dates back in 1994 and it talks about the history of sensitive issues among cultures and ultimately it addresses the correct way to do marketing I also think that the purpose of this article is to inform the reader about the social issues as well as the history of how everything um, evolved. Um, you know what, um, Leah, I actually like how the authors were very neutral in the article. Um, they were not biased in their opinion because they literally gave out facts and statistical um, data on, um, on specific um, cultures or sensitive issues that were present in the 80s as well as the 90s. I think that the approach these two authors take on this art uh, on this article, they um, don't take sides. They actually um, get um, how can I say? They actually represent sensitive communities' concerns with the way the marketers approach some sensitive subjects, and at the same time, they offer guidelines and proactive strategies for the marketers uh, to avoid this ethical crisis. Leah, uh, do you think that this article can actually help us answer our research question and actually back up our research topic? Well, although uh, this article is dated to 1994, I, th I still think it's of great relevance for us since nowadays uh, this issue still exists in our society. So uh, one thing that I find is that I agree with the vision and opinion of the, these two authors and how they approach and solve the conflict. Um, 
side in here at the at page number 60 where they say that the development of social responsibility program requires research which I find is key and sensitive and commitment from all levels in the marketing team it should be consumer driven cultural diversity implies not only differences in language and lifestyle but also temperament perceptions and values intimately linked to consumers behavior knowledge of these differences can provide rich insights for product development positioning strategy and promotional appeals interesting points Leah. however um since you actually mentioned a lot uh, i would just like to clarify if um this is what you meant um that um all marketing efforts must be consumer driven is that what you're saying well definitely i mean um we're gonna be talking ahead um, of different examples that happen in daily life with different brands in which they make mistake of not um, reaching properly the target market. Like what they meant, or what my belief it is of what they meant in this uh, um, paragraph that I was reading earlier, is that you need to do a proper background research of the target market that you're trying to reach. So also, I think a key component of uh, being a conscious marketer is that you, you need to open your mind when you're working in a team. Mm -hmm. And it would be very helpful if you have uh, a diversity of culture and religions within your team. So these kind of uh, blunders and mistakes of uh, marketing or advertisement um, going wrong where people feel offended or feel that their issues mm -hmm. and personal beliefs are um, are attacked. So yeah, I think definitely um, these are key components for uh, marketers to um, have a good business and you know and people to be happy, like the society to be happy with what they are seeing on TV or listening on, on the radio. actually understand and I actually agree with what you said. Um, so now, uh, can we actually talk about our um, different viewpoints about the article? Because like most of the things that we have discussed or covered in our um, podcast so far are, are the commonalities and we kind of agree um, with um, our source, right? So um, sure. I would just like to ask like what are your key takeaways from this specific article? Like in my case, um, one thing that I actually learned is that there are different types of sensitive groups, which I actually found interesting. Um, okay, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but if it's possible, I would like you to expand on what you mean by different types of for sensitive groups. Yeah, because prior to reading this article, I thought that insensitive marketing is just limited to attacking a certain culture based on race or color consciously or unconsciously um, for example you can be an insensitive marketer if you're going to use a kid um, to smoke a cigarette in your ad and for example another kid um, who's watching the television sees that ad so you're being insensitive to that kid because it's like you're influencing that kid to smoke a cigarette too right sure. also i would just like to quote um, this line from the article um, that consumers are some at some point, rather, are members of a sensitive group. Um, since 
I would like to agree on this statement since everyone has their own sensitivity. For example, um, it's possible that once one person feels attacked if his or her ideologies and beliefs are being ridiculed by a certain marketing ad. But um, it's also possible that um, that person won't be offended if he or she sees an ad relating to her culture so he he can be he or she can be sensitive towards the her ideologies being attacked rather than um his or her culture being attacked yeah so well, that's it, my point of view leah what do you well, think actually yeah i was thinking of a part of this um article that we research in which it makes reference to this kind or this type of um sensitive uh, groups but in this case, like unlike the categories mentioned before, there is also what you were mentioning now, examples of issue-driven sensitive groups, which are defined to be sympathetic to cause-related or social issues. Rather than just being a member of a vulnerable group, these consumers respond to social issues through observable changes in their purchasing behavior. So basically, you don't need to have a religious belief or a cultural um, background that um, causes you to be sensitive to certain ads. You just by experience and by uh, certain acting behaviors that you see in society, you could be influenced or be affected by some of the ads out there. So having uh, gone through these uh, arguments and uh, considering our viewpoints, uh, do you think this source is relevant enough uh, for you to use in your research? Yeah, um, I'm actually going to use this source in my research uh, because first, it's credible and it's reliable. Um, it's interesting how the authors actually made use of uh, marketing references such as the Ad Week, Business Week, and Wall Street Journal. All of these are globally um, um, known and um, advertising practitioners or industry practitioners rather uh, make use of these sources as well um, and having said that um, based on everything that we have discussed so far um, I think this is our thesis statement Cross-cultural awareness is a framework that aligns companies marketing strategies and social institutions in order to advertise effectively Welcome back after our musical pause. I hope you guys enjoy it. It was okay, so we'll continue. And as a part of our, our research, we ran into multiple articles that had uh, relevant information for our essay. Uh, however, there was this one written by Mike from Mowitz, sorry for the pronunciation, and it's uh, called Hall of Shame, More Multicultural Blunders. So I find this article, unlike the other one that we were an analyzing earlier, that it was uh, sensitive group and social issues, are you marketing correct? This article is it kind of exposes the latest fails of modern day advertising. So it uh, shows examples of brands that have made mistakes of not doing a proper research on their target market, 
and leading uh, them into a catastrophic situation where people's issues and sufferings are exposed in their ads. So I definitely think, Alex, if you haven't uh, find it yet, you should definitely read it. Leah, of course, I already read your source because it's a requirement, right? <laughs> so yeah. when I was so when I was reading your source, um, I actually felt that it was lacking facts and backgrounds. Uh, it just merely provided examples of failed advertisements. Um, however, I still think that this article is reliable and valuable in our research because the author is reputable. He has verified pages, and when I checked his LinkedIn account, um, he has a lot of um, followers. So yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you're right about that, like the facts or history behind uh, these marketing fails is not there. Uh, however, it displays a wide variety of examples in which businesses attempt to reach customers from another culture and fail to understand the cross-cultural differences, which give us, I think, a platform to cite the brand's blunders in order to provide evidence and examples uh, how these marketing, PR, and advertising companies make mistakes when trying to approach a certain market and not being cultural aware. Overall, I believe that we are in the right path to create a very informative and credible argumentative research essay taking into consideration the articles that we have discussed today that offer a credible and um, a credible content and information about the topic. However, I still think there is a lot of ground to be covered. So, I mean, I've learned a lot about it that I didn't know before or had no idea about, and I find this is a very interesting topic. But uh, from your point of view, or what do you think um, you could learn something else from this uh, research or you think with the information that we have so far is enough for our research? It's definitely not enough for me, Leah, uh, because like we just uh, discussed two articles, right? And I felt that um, I had a question in mind, which was like I was looking for um, testimonials from like specific cultural groups or sensitive groups i just felt that um it was lacking in both in both our sources because um for the first source it was mostly facts in history and then for the second source that we had um it was mostly the failed marketing efforts of advertisers so i was looking more of a um of a testimonial so that i could actually connect more to the to yeah. the article right agree, so, yeah, agree. so that's the only thing that i'm actually looking for for the source well i mean like for me i'm very pleased with the information i found however i mean this article one of the articles we discussed today as we uh said it had examples and it was uh from two uh 2017 and it was a very updated uh, article on examples. Uh, the other article we analyzed it was a 1994 article, which is dated. It has a lot of uh, information, like uh, in the history of the sensitive groups and how marketing uh, affected these sens sensitive groups. But on that side, I would like to learn a more updated uh, talking 
as statistically speaking, about how marketers have evolved within society since the article we have read uh, in 1994. So just um, to leave it out there, uh, some of the other articles that I'm looking forward to uh, deepen more are What Consumers Really Want, Simplicity, is by Karen Freeman, Patrick Spanner, and Anna Bird, and is in Harvard Business Review. And next one, it is the article for the drum and title, in advertising as a culture, the U.S. still struggles with diversity by Lisa Lacey. So I think these articles are going to be a good uh, background or uh, for us to keep on digging on this subject. Mm -hmm. So That's true. Well, Leah, I really enjoyed doing this first podcast Oh my you. God, yeah. It was, it was actually really exciting. We got to uh, yeah. discuss our point of views about what we are supposed to do and talk about it and hear yeah. our voices here and express it and other people listening to us so yeah so that's it for today guys hope you enjoyed our very first podcast and i hope you stay tuned for another insightful podcast in the near future in case we decide to record again have a day good day you guys bye. <laughs> have a good day bye bye thank you for putting out with us bye